My guest today is Arthur Geese here to talk about his review of Halo, the Master Chief Collection. My name is Justin McElroy, and you're listening to Polygon's Quality Control. Welcome. Hello. Welcome to the show. Every time you do the intro, I in my head, I hear the music now. I imagine it, too. Um, eventually, I'll be able to leave exactly enough silence to be able to patch it in later, but I haven't actually gotten to that point yet. You're almost there, um, I can tell. Uh, I'll find it. Um, Arthur, this Halo, the Master Chief Collection, I'm really excited about it, probably more than I should be. Because I'm I'm really into the idea of game preservation. I think it's something we do really mm-hmm. badly. Yeah, I, I agree. And this definitely is a... In some ways, it feels like a response to that. There are one or two things about it that, unfortunately, undermine that a little bit, though, I think. Um... Yeah, I what are let's let's deal with those first. Let's let's look at it as a historical document first, then we'll get into some of this other stuff. Where are some of the areas that were kind of uh, is does not live up to the promise of of being a an effective sort of historical record of the Halo franchise? Um, so one of the sort of biggest selling points of the game for a lot of people is also one of the things that makes it ever so slightly compromised as a historical document, which would be the it. Everything runs at 1080p 60, um, with the exception of the Halo 2 anniversary stuff, which is a, I think it's like 1360 by 1080 stretched. But anyway, uh, everything is at 60 frames per second, and all of these games originally ran at 30 frames per second, and that has a reasonably like perceptible impact on the way that these games control and play, uh, and it's for the better. Uh, they definitely they control better than they did. Uh, at 30 frames per second, but those games were designed at 30 and they were balanced around 30. Uh, and is this okay? I, this is actually one of my questions. So like it really, is it really that much of a difference? It really, really is that much of a difference. Um, I think, is it perception? Is it just a perce- Like, are you perceiving it as different or is it really that big of a, of a chain? No, I mean, it's it's literally pulling controller response twice as often and twice as quickly as the games originally did. Uh, the way that most games work, with very few exceptions, uh, is that the, the frame rate or the refresh rate uh, is tied to specific things in the game, and controller pulling is one of those things. So if a game is 30 frames per second the game is asking your controller 30 times per second what it's doing. Uh, whereas a 60 frames per second game... That's got to get annoying. <laughs> it it probably... It feels a little bruised from all the taps on the shoulder, but um, that's... Hey, hey, hey. What, are you, what are you into? Yeah. What's up? That's, what are you doing? What are you doing? that's one of the reasons why uh, people emphasize the frame rate in Call of Duty because of stuff like that. Um, and Halo is never controlled poorly. Uh, as far as shooters go uh especially 30 frames per second shooters the halo games have always had really responsive controls uh bungie and later 343 have been really good about that but uh they control significantly better at 60 frames per second and as a gameplay experience that is superior to the 30 that was originally presented in the other halo games but as a historical document that means that they play slightly differently it doesn't affect level design or enemy dynamics or things like that or weapon balance um 
but it does make a small but perceptible difference. Not really on par with like colorizing It's a Wonderful Life. No, no. That would be, well, the, the anniversary presentations would probably be more along the lines of that. But even those you can turn off, uh, which is sort of the thing I mentioned in my review is that there are options to to disable the sort of enhanced remastered presentations for both Halo uh, Combat Evolved, which came out in 2011 as the anniversary edition, and Halo 2 Anniversary, which is new for this. Um, but there's no option to back the frame rate down to 30. Um, and I, 99.999% of people will never care. And even as someone who's saying this, I would almost never use it, but I kind of wish that the option was there just in the interest of preserving that sort of, that context. Um, this has got to be kind of a weird one to review. You've obviously got plenty of experience with all these games. What was your approach? Uh, so the biggest thing, uh, is Halo 2 anniversary because that's where the lion's share of the, the stuff that was done specifically for this went um, like Halo Combat Evolved's Anniversary Edition. They have done a complete visual overhaul of the entire game um, from start to finish. Uh, they've also redone all the sound effects. They've redone the sound mix. They've re-recorded and recomposed uh, significant elements of the soundtrack. Um, so that's all stuff that I think is important to experience because I think that for a lot of people, that's like the bulk of their $60 investment in this game is what they're doing with Halo 2. Uh, to say nothing of the way that 343 uh, rectified the biggest problem with Combat Evolve's Anniversary Edition, which was the cutscenes, um, where everything else in that game looked pretty good and was totally acceptable. The cutscenes, in quote, remastered mode, were just a nightmare. Uh, and in this, to compensate for that and the sort of limitations of what they've done they commissioned blur which is a very well-known uh studio that does cg to do just under an hour by which i mean like a couple minutes under an hour of cg footage for the cutscenes in halo 2 um so there's a lot of it and it is everywhere and it definitely enhances the the experience um and makes it feel very fresh and very new combined with the new sights and sounds Uh um, just to kind of come back to the question, though, what was your how, so what was your approach? How did you how did you tackle this? So I focused on Halo Two Anniversary first, uh, and then I started picking parts from the other Halo games to play through to see how they they held up. Uh, I played about half of Halo Combat Evolved, which is about as much as I could justify because that is a incredibly long game. Uh, I played a bit of Halo Three, a bit of Halo Four. Uh, I tested co op to see how those worked and that they worked. Um, And then I went to a event this week uh, to play Halo's multiplayer, the Master Chief Collection's multiplayer, which is honestly more intimidating than playing through the campaigns because there's, I think, 108 maps included. Um, That's insane. Yeah, which I didn't, I couldn't, it's literally impossible for me to have played all those maps. Uh, Do, um, do... Is there like a lot of backtracking in Halo 2 or am I thinking is that Halo 1? That's Halo 1. Um, Halo 2 is actually much better about keeping you moving forward um, and not retreating, uh, which was sort of the thing about Halo Combat Evolved. But Halo 2 is still an incredibly long game. Uh, It might actually be a little bit longer than Combat Evolved. I think it's like 15 to 20 hours. 
Um, so my priority was to finish Halo 2 because that's where the new stuff is. Um, but I wanted to make sure to dip into everything to get a real feel for what they've done here. Uh, and aside from like the minor sort of historical context quibbles, uh, it's really impressive. Um, so what was the process of reviewing like the, the multiplayer stuff? Um, we dealt with this actually a similar question with call of duty, but like, how does the fact that you have some experience with these multiplayer games in the past, how did that sort of inform the multiplayer part of your, of your review? I mean, it's sort of the backbone of my sort of opinion on the multiplayer in these games, because I played all of those maps. Like I played that multiplayer a lot. So I have in my head this sort of like basic knowledge and understanding of what that is uh, and can speak to that. But the changes in frame rate and the sort of giant gaps in in sort of philosophy that separate those different games is something that I haven't really experienced in such close proximity. So it was important that I get a chance to do that, which uh, the event this week allowed me to do. But uh, did you crush it? Did you do like a great job and get ton, like tons of kills? Sometimes yes, sometimes no. I don't know if you've ever tried going from Halo 2 Classic to Halo 4 multiplayer before, though, and it can be kind of disorienting. Is that happening sort of in the uh, it, like in between the games or in between matches? Could you jump between Halos? You absolutely I actually have a question can. about this. Um, Matthew asked, I'm a bit confused about how multiplayer playlist works online. I know in the review, Arthur mentions only being able to uh, a little slightly jarring move between games and playlist. Is that the only way to play online? Or can I just say pick Halo 3 multiplayer and then just pick a Halo 3 CTF playlist? Or is it just a general Capture the Flag playlist that goes across all four You can games? pick specific games to play and okay. playlists within those games. Um, there is My understanding is that there will be cross-game hoppers, which are the play what Bun- 343 calls playlists. Um, but the primary focus are game specific hoppers. And in particular, it will be, I think halo two anniversary maps, which are six remastered maps from halo two with new visuals and some new design stuff. Um, that will be the real emphasis for, uh, for competitive play in particular. Is there, you think there's going to be any danger of like, not there's so much on offer. Do you think there's going to be a danger of like not being able to get, like the player depth necessary in anyone since it's not as focused and, and so spread out. Uh, I absolutely think that there will be challenges in playing certain kinds of games on in, in certain kinds of maps at any given time, because I don't think the player population will be such to support everything. I think that your best bet, if you want to play a specific kind of map and a specific game is to have friends and to organize those things uh, ahead of time. And I I mean, that's the sort of other edge of the sword of having so many maps and so many options in a game is that it's kind of hard to find people to play with one specific thing at any given time. Uh, I've got a question here from Bill who asked, does the, and this is kind of general, I think you sort of addressed it in the review, but um, does the gameplay of Halo feel dated at all, especially since this is a fairly notable year for first person shooter games? I don't think so because halo is still doing a lot of stuff that other games don't um no no game no series has really mastered the idea of the combat sandbox the way that halo has um 
I think that games have been much more likely to borrow from Call of Duty than Halo over the last seven years because Modern Warfare has been such an ascendant influence. Um, so in a lot of ways, Halo still feels very unique um, and incredibly well-designed. And it's it's interesting having reviewed Destiny earlier this year and hearing so many comparisons to Halo and the way that that game plays like with regards to the guns and the enemies. But the it just does not compare in any way, shape, or form. It is nowhere near... Uh, the heights that the Halo series reached and all of those games actually hold up really phenomenally well, especially Halo two, whose campaign I think a lot of people held in the lowest regard. It's actually really good. And Halo three is really great. And I loved Halo four. So I think that it all holds up exceptionally well. Uh, Here's an interesting question from Jermaine. After evaluating all the, uh, Master Chief Collection titles in close proximity. Which game do you think is the best based on overall tuning and mechanics and is a cohesive game on its own? Um, God, that's hard. I think from a story perspective, Halo 2 is probably the one that's that's the most coherent, although it's clearly the most unfinished. Um, I, I will always have a, the softest spot in my heart for Combat Evolved because that was my first Halo. Like I played that one probably the most. Um, but it is, it's other than that, I, I have a hard time picking because the proximity of all these games next to each other, uh, and immediately available one after the other sort of does away with the, the fuzz of time sort of boiling down what everybody thinks Halo is. Um, where it's, Oh, you jump high and, you have grenades and melee and weapons and vehicles uh, next to each other. It's pretty good summary. It is, yeah, but next to each other, you start to really understand how fundamentally different each game was uh, from the game before it. Um, that that proximity is a real education in that, particularly going from throwing grenades in Halo 1 to, get to throwing grenades in Halo 2 is a completely different experience, and the weapons all behave differently. Um, and stuff like the assault rifle being completely absent in Halo 2 and then coming back in Halo 3 and being completely different in Halo 4. Like, there are so many really fundamental differences between the games that I think people haven't had the context to really explore before, and this gives that opportunity. Can you mix and match at all? Can you put your Halo 1 weapon in your in a Halo 2 map or whatever? No, no, I don't think so. Um, I didn't see any option for that, um, so... I've got a question from Kurt who asks, how much, if at all, did Arthur think about judging the overall arcing narrative or mechanics of all four games as opposed to just simply focusing on the improvements and polish? How much of this was a a holistic take on on Halo as a thing? Um, I think I viewed it holistically as this sort of history of a particular game and its influence on shooters. I think it's more difficult story-wise, though I did touch on that um, with the sort of adjacent nature of Halo 1, 2, and 3 being a complete story. Um, I think Halo 4 being present complicates that because Halo 4 is the start of a new trilogy. Um, The only real full through line that you can plot from Halo CE to Halo 4 is the beginning and end of the Master Chief and Cortana's relationship. Um, And that's not something that you can easily put on the front of a game box. 
Um, yeah, it's not a great. No, point. it's not Halo. Master Chief loves Cortana. Uh, uh, so uh, one last question here from Jacob, and I, I yes, I did pick this question just to antagonize you. Uh, I've played and loved every game in the collection except Halo Two. Since Halo Two has had the biggest overhaul, would it justify the purchase of wait for it a new console? <laughs> Is this the Xbox One killer app? Uh, I mean, if you never played Halo 2 before, you've had so many chances. <laughs> I don't understand. Yeah, what have you been waiting yeah, on? I don't understand why, why Halo 2 would be the thing that made you buy an Xbox One. Um, <laughs> you know what? I'm finally going to pay $400 to get this box to play this decade-old video game. I, I think that as I've a collection, it. it is a really sort of amazing presentation of the series and that it's an xbox one exclusive and it's doing stuff that they couldn't do on the xbox 360 so i can see people buying an xbox one for it but i still i don't know that i've ever seen uh a game like one game worth buying a console for um luckily i i mean you could see man i mean see man oh right that's a good point um or extreme base bass fishing would be another one uh i mean there are lots of bundles for Xbox One this Christmas, so I think that you could probably make the argument that it's a good introduction, but I, I don't know. Uh, Arthur, thank you for finishing the fight uh, with <laughs> me here uh, on our show, uh, and thank you to you for listening at home. Uh, if you get a second to review the show, that would sure be great. You can go to iTunes and uh, and leave us a review there, or uh, subscribe, or rate us, and uh, share with a friend if you get a sec. Hey friend i know you like video games here's a podcast about video game reviews um we don't have an email address yet so if you got stuff just send it to justin at polygon.com and until next time for arthur geese i'm justin mcelroy and thank you for listening to polygons quality control (laughs) 